Good evening. This is Johnny J from sunny South Africa. Tonight I'm going to tell you a story about an evil Nyanga. But let me just caution, not all Nyangas or witch doctors are evil. This particular one that I'm going to tell you about was really a very bad man. Now, before I can really go into the story, I've got to explain to you the difference between an Nyanga witch doctor and a Sangoma, also witch doctor. In South Africa, we've got two types of witch doctors. The Nyanga is a much more powerful witch doctor. He can communicate with snakes. He also has the assistance of the Tikalosh. Now, the Tikalosh is a tiny little man that can sneak into your room and cause funny things, problems in your house. Um, the Nyanga is so powerful, he can summons lightning to strike your enemy. Obviously, because the Nyanga is so powerful, you have to pay more if you want to make use of his services. Then Nyanga walks around with a live snake around his neck. In Durban, we have a few Nyangas. Then you have Sangomas. Now, a Sangoma is not as powerful as a Nyanga. The Sangoma is more a traditional healer or herbalist, but he can also make some potions. For instance, if you want a girl to love you, the Sangoma will, at a small fee, make you some magic potion, and this will cause the girl to love you. If you feel that your neighbor is jealous and has bewitched you and all sorts of negative bad things have been happening to you, you can also go to the Sangoma and he will make special medicine. It's also referred to in South Africa as Muti. And this Muti will protect you against the spell that your neighbor cast on you. Now let's jump into the story. Before I go into the story, I just need to explain to you that the names that I refer to in the story are fictitious and they don't relate to any person alive or deceased. Now, what happened was that one day I was sitting in my office when a gentleman by the name of Jabulani Masuku came to my office and he said to me, he wanted to tell me this story. He says he has a girlfriend. She's really beautiful, but the girlfriend needed money. He said this girlfriend was also very superstitious and she believed in Nyangas and Sangomas. The girlfriend told him that she'd heard of this very powerful Nyanga that could get you lots of money, can in fact double your money. She then decided to make an appointment to go and see the Nyanga. The Nyanga had his rooms in Peter Maritzburg. So off she went to see the Nyanga. When she got to the Nyanga, she explained that she needed money. The Nyanga said, let me throw the bones 
so that we can see what the ancestors, your forefathers are saying. Now in South Africa, you call the throwing of the bones, those bones are called dolosa. When they fall onto the ground, the Nyanga interprets the way the bones fall on the ground and where they lay, and he can then interpret it. So the Nyanga threw his dolosas, and the Nyanga then said to this girl, you're in luck. The forefathers, they say you will definitely get money. The money will, I can already see, the money is into a, in a box. All you have to do within two weeks, you have to bring me three tikis. Now, a tiki is a coin that was used in South Africa in the early 1930s, 1950s. Um, so off this girl went and she started looking for tikis. And she looked high and low. She searched. She just couldn't find any tikis. After about three weeks, she went and spoke to her boyfriend, Jabulani Msuku, and she said, Jabulani, mm, I just don't know where to find tikis. Jabulani said to a man, why didn't you come to me earlier? I was given some tikis by my late father. I've got them somewhere here in a box. Let me go and look for them. So Jabulani found the tikis and then he gave three of the tikis to the girlfriend. The girlfriend went back to the Nyanga and said, Yewa, I've got the three tikis. The Nyanga looked at her and said, Oh no, you didn't listen to me carefully. I said, you must bring the three tikis within two weeks. Now you've come much later. Those three tikis are now worth 30,000. Your ancestors have decided because you waited that long, you won't get money now, but if you bring 30,000 Rand, your money, this 30,000 will be doubled. You'll get 60. So off this girl went back to Al Jabulani and spoke to him. Jabulani just happened to have a bit of money that he saved because he's a businessman. And um, he at first just didn't want to give the money to the girlfriend. So he decided to accompany the girlfriend to the Nyanga. When they got there, the Nyanga explained the situation to Jabulani. In fact, he, in Jabulani's presence, threw the dollars on the ground, interpreted them and said to Jabulani, definitely, definitely, if you pay the 30,000, in a month's time, you will get 60,000. So Jabulani gave the money to the Nyanga. Month later, Jabulani and his girlfriend goes back to the Nyanga and ask the Nyanga, what about our money? Where's our 60,000? The Nyanga then said, Ooh, I've got bad news for you guys. The ancestors, I've spoken to them. They said the money isn't ready yet, but it's in a box. It's coming to you. Come back to me in two weeks time and the money will be here. So... After two weeks, Jabalani and his girlfriend goes back to the Nyanga and they speak to the Nyanga. They want their money. The Nyanga then says, you know, there's a problem. The stars weren't aligned correctly. The way the dollars fell, 
I don't think you will get the money now. You will get it in seven days' time. By then, Jabulani had enough of this nonsense and he said, no, no, I want my money now. I demand my money. So then Nyanga said to him, look, let me just check again. Let me throw the dollars one more time. So he took the dollars, the bones, and threw it on the ground and looked at the way that the bones fell and interpreted and said to Jabulani and his girlfriend, the ancestors have spoken. You will get your money to, tonight, but you have to go to the Imbali forest and you must go to the electricity pylon. Next to the electricity pylon, there's a dead tree. You must go there. The Anchester will personally appear and bring the money in a big box. So Jabulani and his girlfriend first went home. Jabulani didn't trust the position. So what he did, because he thought to himself, oh no, he knows the Mbali forest. It is very, very uh, desolate. Uh, it's it's, it's um, right in the bush, this electricity pylon and the dead tree. So he spoke to his girlfriend and they decided to take weapons with. Jabulani just happened to have a rifle and a pistol. So he decided to take the pistol and gave the rifle to the girlfriend. So off they went to the Mbali forest. When they got to the dead tree next to the electricity pylon, this is now at night, Jabulani decided, he said to the girlfriend, you wait just about a few meters away from the dead tree and hide in the bush. I will sit here by the dead tree and wait for the Anchesters to come and bring me my money. So they sat and they waited and had waited. And round about 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock, suddenly this creature appears in front of Jabulani. He had the fright of his life because this creature had this terrible, terrible face of an old, old man with blazing eyes with light shining through the nose and the mouth. And this creature was, besides the, the face, the rest was just this white body or cloth, and it was floating through the air. And it had just appeared from nowhere. Jabulani just couldn't understand. And this creature was coming closer and closer to Jabulani. Jabulani was besides himself with fear. He pulled out his pistol and pointed it at the creature and said, don't come any closer. If you come closer, I'll shoot. To his amazement, he heard this hollow sound voice saying, oh, oh, you can't kill me. I'm dead already. And the creature was coming closer and closer and closer. By then, Jabulani was like he was frozen. He just stood there like a statue. He, he, he just couldn't do anything. He watched this creature come closer and closer. It was floating uh, above the air and coming towards him. He could do nothing. He could just stand there.
frozen. As the creature got very close to him, his, the hand of the creature went into this box and out came a brick and the creature tried to hit Jabulani with a brick over the head. Luckily for Jabulani, the girlfriend was watching this. So she took the firearm just before the creature could hit Jabulani. She shot him. And the creature fell to the ground. After a while, Jabulani came to his senses. Him and the girlfriend then went to look at this creature that was shot. To their amazement, it was the Nyanga. The Nyanga had a mask, one of those rubber masks on. He had made a torch with a little light that if he, and he, this was hidden under his, he had this white robe on. If you switch it on, the light, the eyes would light up and the mouth and the nose. On his head, he had like a black veil, the same type of veil that Roman Catholic ladies wear, the nuns. And then he had long black gumboots. So when he walked at night, it would look as though he was hovering above the earth because you just see this face and this, in the darkness, this face and this white robe floating through the air. On further ins uh, inspection, because Jabulani still couldn't understand how the creature or ghost suddenly appeared in front of him, they found near this dead tree, there was a stormwater drain. There was a long and high, big stormwater pipe. And the Nyanga must have got into the pipe from the one side where they couldn't see him and walked through the pipe and suddenly exited right in front of the dead tree. And it looked as though he just appeared out of nowhere. So... Jabulani and the girlfriend decided to take the Nyanga to the side of the road and to phone the police and the ambulance. The ambulance arrived, but they said, sorry, we can do nothing. This person is dead. You must now wait for the police. The police arrived and they said, well, we're charging you with murder. And they arrested Jabulani and his girlfriend and put them in the back of the police van and they even put the dead body of the Nyanga with them in the back of the van and off the police went to the police station. They first dropped the dead body at the mortuary and Jabulani and the girlfriend was now locked in the police cells. There they stayed in the police cells for the whole weekend. On the Monday morning, Jabulani and the girlfriend appeared before a magistrate. The prosecutor explained the whole position to the magistrate and fortunately the investigating officer was there and he showed the magistrate the white robe, the black veil, the mask, the torch and the black gumboots. So the magistrate then said to Jabulani and his girlfriend, I'm going to release you on free bail. You don't have to pay any bail. You must come back in three months' time. I'm instructing the investigating officer to investigate the matter. So after three months, Jabulani and the girlfriend again appeared in court. 
The prosecutor then explained to the magistrate that the police had investigated the matter and they found that this, the deceased Nyanga, had cheated and crooked so many people out of their hard-earned money and in fact assaulted a couple of people. In fact, he had killed a person and the body was taken somewhere in the bush and they found the body and they couldn't explain how this person died. So the magistrate then decided to withdraw all charges against Jabulani and his girlfriend. And that was the end of the matter. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is Johnny J from sunny South Africa. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of the snake collector. A lawyer was sitting in his office one day when he received a call to bring an urgent bail application. A man had been arrested for stealing a snake at the Durban Snake Park. After getting the man released from bail, the lawyer inquired from the man what had happened. The man said that he was an American citizen here in South Africa doing contract work. He says that one day, he was walking in a nature park when he felt a sharp pain on his left ankle. He looked down and he saw that his leg had brushed against the thorn bush. He thought that one of the thorns must have pricked his leg and thought nothing of it and carried walking. He says when he got to his hotel room, he started feeling dizzy. He started feeling drowsy. He then noticed that he was bleeding from the nose. He said that it kept on bleeding. He started using toilet paper, but it just kept on bleeding. He realized that he needed urgent medical attention, but decided he'd rather go back to America for treatment. So he got to the airport and booked a plane ticket. He says he must have fallen unconscious at the airport because he woke up in a South African hospital. The doctor said to him that he was extremely lucky to be alive because he had been bitten by a tree snake. A tree snake is a very poisonous snake. He says that after he was discharged from hospital, he went back to America. Once in America, he started getting terrible nightmares. He dreamt of tree snakes. He would wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweat he says every night he had the same dream, the same nightmare about these terrible tree snakes. He decided that the only way he could stop these nightmares from reoccurring was if he'd gone back to South Africa and re released a tree snake from captivity. So he went back to South Africa, got to the Durban Snake Park. He says... At the snake park, there's a snake pit. In the snake pit, they have all types of poisonous snakes. They have puff adders. They've got rattlesnakes. They've got spitting cobras. And they've got tree snakes. He says he jumped into the snake pit, grabbed the tree snake, stuffed the tree snake into his duffel bag, and he was about to leave the snake park when he was arrested by the police. 
The lawyer then started with his investigations and spoke to the owner of the snake park. The owner of the snake park said to the lawyer he didn't believe this story. He said that he had seen this man before at his snake park and every time the man had visited his snake park, one of his more rare snakes would disappear. The owner of the snake park said that this man was a snake collector. The end.